Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, it is, uh, just to get us situated in time, uh, it is what? <laughs> it is August 23rd, 2018, so they say. Uh, oh dear, <laughs> sorry, I'm s- it's a dangerous sign when I start with oh dear and start the sighing routine, uh-oh, okay, come on, buck up, Cullen. Uh, I find, I don't know whether to, f- I guess I'm heartened by this, I'm not sure. Uh, as you know, the judge in the Manafort case, T.S. Eliot, <laughs> sorry, T.S. Ellis, uh, told the jurors that, first of all, he would not uh, identify them, uh, allow them to be identified by media, and he told the jurors that, frankly, um, he felt they should keep their own identities uh, quiet. Uh, first of all, because they have no obligation to uh, talk to media. Their obligation was to serve as a citizen juror, and that they did. Uh, but the judge had received death threats. And he was mostly concerned about the potential for uh, harm being done to uh, some of these jurors. But, you know, this is America, (laughs) and it wasn't 24 hours out of the trial, and uh, a juror has uh, popped up on the news, and uh, popped up on Fox News, as a matter of fact. Uh, it uh, It was a jury of six men and six women, Uh, This juror uh, identified herself as Paula Duncan. She also identified herself as a uh, supporter of Donald Trump. And she had some stinging words to say about uh, the prosecution, feeling, I think she felt in some respect, she, I think flat out said in some respect, she felt that there was, you know, some political motivation in what they were doing. They were trying to get this guy uh, because he was, uh, you know, related uh, to Trump. Uh, and she said that the evidence, is her quote, the evidence was overwhelming. I did not want Paul Manafort to be guilty. But he was, and no one's above the law. That, I find, is the heartening uh, sentence. So here is somebody who goes on Fox News because she's a Trumpite. She was on that jury. She was not somebody who voted. She voted guilty on every count. As you know, there were 18 counts, and they were able to achieve unanimity on only eight of those 18 counts. And this juror, Paula Duncan, is the one who has now told us that what kept the jury 
from finding Paul Manafort guilty on all 18 counts was one juror. So, you know, we all maybe wondered how close was that. I mean, geez, I was a nervous wreck. One juror. So clearly, my guess is that juror also is a Trump uh, person. The fact that you had on this jury, I mean, and you're going to, you have people who voted one way or the other in an election. Juries are not supposed to be places where political points are made. You're supposed to deal with the facts. Thank God for this woman, Paula Duncan, who would, as a, as a voter, she voted for Trump. She likes Trump. She supports Trump. But as she said, the evidence was overwhelming. And so she, as did all other 11 jurors, voted guilty, 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 18 times. It was just the one unnamed. And uh, she said that juror, uh, the reason they were out for four days is because of that juror. And whoever that juror is, and it was another woman, by the way, <laughs> it was another woman. And she stood up, that other Trump, clearly Trump supporter, stood up and tried to save Manafort and almost did. I don't know why. She, they finally wore her down, so she did. She, I guess even she could not pretend that he was not guilty in eight of those 18 counts. Uh, the other Trump supporter who's gone public, uh, Paula Duncan, uh, told Fox, we all tried to convince her to look at the paper trail. We laid it out in front of her again and again. And she still said she had reasonable doubt. We didn't want it to be a hung jury, so we tried for an extended period of time to convince her. But in the end, she held out. She said there were tears in that room. You can imagine the frustration of the majority of those jurors and that they kept at that woman for days and couldn't break her. Wow. I just wonder what that one person could have let Paul Manafort walk. I wonder why. I guess even she didn't have the cojones to say on those eight charges that they found him guilty that she could have reasonable doubt. But you'll recall the first question that they, they on the first day of testimony, uh, sent a note out to the judge uh, asking him to clarify <laughs> the meaning of reasonable doubt. So from day one, man, I would have lost my mind if I were on that jury. I think I would have lost my mind. 
four days, 11 people, even Trump supporters, tried to get this woman to acknowledge what was right in front of their faces, and that woman would not. So there are reasons to feel hopeful here that the process worked, and there's reasons for concern, it seems to me, that that jury, that Paul Manafort jury, could not escape the political, politicization, I cannot say that word, of everything in this country now. Uh, and I think this uh, Paula Duncan, who the juror who has spoken out, ha is, is going to be helpful to uh, Mueller because of her sense of the way she perceived the prosecution. Now, Mueller did not himself argue this case but it was people on his team. And she thought that their behavior was uh, arrogant. Like, she said, I saw them napping during the trial. So there were two of them that she talked about, Brandon Van Grack and Greg Andrus. She said, I saw them napping during the trial. So it kind of sent a message of... We're bored with this. And I'm thinking, well, if you're bored, then why do I have to be here? So that's a good, I, you know, I am grateful to her for saying that because uh, upon seeing that, I'm willing to bet Mueller read those two, the riot act. But she also, this is interesting how juries work. As you know, Manafort did not take the stand in his own defense. And uh, while that is not uh, supposed to influence the jury and a judge when a defendant does not take the stand is always quite clear with the jury, this you should not uh, hold that against him. That is not an indication of guilt or innocence. He is choosing to do what he is in his right to do. And... And yet, any juror is going to think, well, uh, if you're innocent, why the hell wouldn't you? And so she acknowledged that uh, Manafort's decision not to testify did influence her, despite what the ju judge had said about and And I find that, um, you know, perfectly understandable. Uh, and she said, we're supposed to assume he's innocent, and therefore he doesn't need to defend himself. And the judge made that clear, but there's no that there's no requirement for him to take the stand. However, just based on what I saw, what I heard, I think I would have liked to have heard a little more from the defense, from him. They objected to the, his, def his defense objected to very little and appeared just agreeable throughout. So she had wanted to see Manafort's defense team fight more. But obviously they didn't have many facts to fight with. They also found, as you know, the witness against him was already uh, the also convicted felon and Manafort business partner, partner and at one time the deputy director of the Trump campaign, Rick Gates. Uh, and she said Gates was um, 
somebody who they felt was so clearly tainted himself that they did not even she said we the jury agreed to throw out his testimony we didn't we we didn't even consider it we just looked at the paper and yet this this woman i this is fascinating stuff to me so this trump voter and supporter who still is enough of a good citizen to understand her role as a juror, as opposed to the holdout juror, the other woman, that she actually um, did feel the case was politicized. And she said this about that. I think this is all good stuff to know. And it tells you uh, the dangers of a jury system in the political trial um, in this political climate. Uh, prosecutors, she said, tried to make the case about the Russian collusion right from the beginning. And, of course, the judge shut him down on that. We did waste a bit of time with those shenanigans, she says. Um... And when the Fox interviewer asked her if she agreed with Judge Ellis's assessment before the trial that the um, that Mueller hoped to use Manafort to get information on Trump, this juror said exactly, spot on. I think they use Manafort to try to get dirt on Trump, or hoping he would flip on Trump. So there you have it, some interesting inside uh, the jury room stuff from a juror who believed quite clearly, as did uh, 11 of the 12 jurors, that uh, Paul Manafort was guilty on all counts. And, uh, and now we know that it was just one holdout. Another woman, another Trump voter. I just find, you know, I just, women supporting him to me is just so... I can't, I can't even, I can't get my head around it. As you know, um, on Tuesday, when all of this stuff uh, broke, uh, Donald uh, Trump and his uh, minions, Fox News and others, uh, got one little piece of what they considered good news, and that was that a, uh, in their parlance, an illegal alien had uh, been arrested in the uh, murder of the Iowa jogger who had been missing. And their willingness to take this woman, this dead young woman, and insert her, her tragedy, her tragic death into their political quiver to be able to use, ah, that's good, we're having this bad day, we got Cohen here, we got Manafort, both eight counts, guilt, 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 guilt. Oh, thank God it was an illegal alien who killed her. So that's what we go to town with. And in fact, 
on Tuesday when everybody else, when even ABC, CBS, and CBS were breaking in to their programming to bring uh, truly breaking news updates about the Manafort verdict, about the Cohen uh, uh, statements and guilty plea. And, and Fox News is showing this lovely young woman who was murdered. And that day might have been Tuesday, it might have been Wednesday, I'm not sure, with the Republican sound machine just going full out, trying again to, look over here, look over here, illegal aliens killing our little beautiful white women, look over here, look over here. Uh, this was one of the tweets that was out there. Leftists boycotted, screamed, and cried when illegal immigrants were temporarily separated from their parents. Well, what and what will they do for Molly Tibbetts? Molly Tibbetts being the dead young woman. What did they do for Katie Steinle? I guess another woman who was murdered by an undocumented uh, immigrant. And so... That particular tweet got one of Molly Tibbetts' family members, and I'm not clear where in the family this is, if it's a sibling or if it's a cousin or whatever. But just goes on Twitter by the name Sam. And they responded to that tweet thusly. Hey, I'm a member of Molly's family, and we are not so fucking small-minded that we generalize a whole population based on some bad individuals. Now stop being a fucking snake and using, oh, my cousin's death as political propaganda. Take her name out of your mouth. And for your information, my whole family is hurting now, and you are not helping. You are despicable. And this is so far from the loving and kind soul that Molly was. My prayers go out to you in hopes that maybe you'll become a better person. I'm not hedging my bets, though. There's something particularly loathsome uh, about what they do. And they did this in the case of the, the, the murder case of the young uh, man, DNC staffer, uh, in Washington, D.C. I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Seth Rich. And the police feel absolutely certain that it was a, a mugging gone, a robbery gone wrong and yet Fox News and the Republicans took his death 
and tried to pin it on who? Kind of on Hillary Clinton. Not that she personally did it, but that he somehow was connected to the emails that were missing, was maybe going to, you know, they just made up a story about this guy that had no basis in fact at all. It's just that he was a DNC staffer and he was dead. Oh, goody! We can use this. And Fox, and finally, it took a long, long time, finally acknowledged that there was no fact at all in that story. That young man's parents, he was all of what, 25, 26 years old? That young man's grieving parents sued Fox News for taking their tragedy, taking their grief, their unbearable grief, and making it so much worse. And now these same people are doing it to the family of Molly Tibbetts. It's, it is I think I used the word already. It is just loathsome. Loathsome. We have a call. Go ahead, caller. Hello? You were saying the other day... I, I can't hear you. You were, excuse me. You were saying the other day that Rourke... Oh, Rourke. Like for yeah. Oh, Rourke. Okay. I have another name. I don't know if you know much about him. I like him. I don't know, maybe not this time, maybe the next time, but maybe this time, is that Eric Swalwell. I don't I know. Like him. I don't know who he is. He's, a, he's on the House Intelligence Committee. He's probably 37, 38, though, so I don't know. But I'm thinking a youthful, different appearance for the, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it, the guy. the Democratic uh, nominee uh, should not be Bernie Sanders. Okay, number one. No, he's no. not, number one, he's not a Democrat. Number two, he's constantly, uh, you know, undercutting the Democrats. Number three, he's 125 years old. Number four, he's a cantankerous old commie. I mean, that is the stupidest idea in the universe. If the Democratic Party wants uh, to win and they want to go farther left, you don't do it with Bernie Sanders. You go with a real Democrat. And there's plenty of young Democrats who are capable as hell who aren't in the upper tiers. You know, not the Pelosi's, not the, not the usual suspects. We need to go down into and elevate. I mean, it worked with who knew who Barack Obama was, for God's sake. He won. Even like if Joe Biden would run. I no, 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 no. I, mean? I, I know what you yeah. mean, but no. <laughs> somebody younger for vice president, but I kind of wish he doesn't, you know. I, I don't know. 
No, I really think I really think we need to be very smart. And I don't pretend to know. I, I you know, the 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 thing is that I these. I don't think anybody no. over the age of seventy-five should run. No, I agree. No, I absolutely agree. I just think you're too old. I agree. To do that. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. So. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And now with the knowledge that Bernie Sanders benefited from the same Russian collusion that Trump did, I mean, his entire, it, it, it taints, it, it's just God and so many Democrats who were behind him fell for the Russian propaganda. In some respects, some of them, I mean, the, the difference in the vote was so slim in those three states, ours being one. I don't know. So the Russians were actively working and are doing it right now, by the way. They're actively at work again, as you know, as are who knows how many others. Uh, Facebook has taken down suspect sites left and right and thank god they're now sort of on it i don't i don't pretend to know if they're you know just getting the tip of the iceberg or what the hell but at least they're they're doing something uh, proactively this time and 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 reacting quicker um but the campaigns that the russians tried to help w were campaigns that would cost Hillary Clinton, the, could cost Hillary Clinton the, well, and did. Uh, and they were Donald Trump, help him, Bernie Sanders, help him, and what's her name, idiot, Stein. Help, is that her name? Yeah, help her. And let us recall that Stein was at that table with the already uh, the uh, Michael Flynn and Putin in Moscow. So all you folks who went and voted for her, and all you folks who wrote her in later, and all the folks who I'm not saying I understood and understand the allure of Bernie Sanders' uh, message, obviously. But he's the wrong messenger for the Democratic Party, mostly because he's not a Democrat. And, I would argue, a 125-year-old old Jewish, and I didn't add that before, Jewish commie, it's just not gonna it's not a good candidate. I'm sorry. And not to and frankly, I just don't like him. I I I agree with much of what he says. I don't like him. We all have our, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna Oh God. Okay. Have you seen the latest on Betsy DeVos or DeVos or whatever the hell this 
despicable human being, how she pronounces it. The word unprecedented appears in this story in the second sentence. I mean, there's anything, almost anything coming out of her education department. The word unprecedented is in there off the bat. Unprecedented, considering reversing a long-standing policy. And the long-standing policy would be that the federal government should not pay to buy weaponry for public schools. So, Betsy DeVos's education department is uh, looking at allocating uh, money to schools to uh, so they can buy guns. Now the program that they would she's intending to do this through is a program <laughs> that is for stu it's called a student support program. It's part of um, uh, uh, legislation that was passed that called Every Student Succeeds Act. It's intended for academic enrichment programs. <laughs> uh, and it's specifically geared to the poorest uh, schools. And they are grants. They're given out in, in by way of grants. And so schools getting some of the money and there's a billion dollars that's in this fund that gets some of this money in the past uh, it targeted for the poor districts and to be used toward three goals. Here are the goals. Providing a well-rounded education. Uh, you can tell me how guns figure into that. Two, improving school conditions for learning. Now that is where she's saying... Well, if there's people shooting at the kids, that's not a good condition for learning. And also the other thing these, the money's supposed to be used for is imp improving uh, the use of technology uh, and digital literacy. So it's intended to help poor schools get their students the kinds of resources that uh, the richer schools, of course, have up the wazoo. And Betsy DeVos sees this program and says, let's buy guns. This would, if it were to happen, would be, again, this is the unprecedented, one of the unprecedented parts of this, would be the first time that a federal agency, in this case the Education Department, would authorize the purchase of weapons without a congressional mandate. And it also undermines, uh, as part, of the, part of the program is, is violence prevention, uh, which also defines a safe school as a school that is free of weapons. So Betsy DeVos says, 
Well, let's throw some weapons in there. When in the, the grant program's definitions, uh, the it's go, oh, I unbelievable. Um, here's here's what I think. First of all. I think that this will not happen because I think whoever leaked this, that this is what they're considering, did it with the full knowledge that people were going to start, well, would just freak out. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't know. So there you have it. Every time you look at any story that's got that woman's name in it, there is something so mind-boggling that you're about to read that you can't believe it by the way let us remember too that her brother Eric Prince I think before the dust settles will end up also indicted because he was clearly working uh, to facilitate some of the money laundering shenanigans that were going on uh, Chuck writes, your earlier caller mentioned Sanders. As much as I like him and his politics, the Democratic Party needs to divorce itself from the same old, same old, and that means Nancy Pelosi, Tom Perez, Chuck Schumer, and they need to step aside. Time for some fresh faces, and that doesn't mean Michael Avenatti. If Biden wants to be president, I'd allow that. You'd allow that, Chuck? <laughs> well, I'd allow it, too. I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I love Biden, but um, we want to get those younger people out. We got to, and, and for the future. I mean, yeah. Anyone over, and you know, I, I got news for you. I'm 70 years old. Anybody over 70, no. Just no. We got to start. It doesn't mean... And I'm not saying people over 70 come with just tons of knowledge. And I, it's just not the face you want of a party that is going to be telling people, follow us, we're going to take you into this scary future. But we get it, we understand it, and we're on your side, okay? I, I just, I don't know. Oh, what else did I see here that I wanted to? Uh... Oh, so now I think, uh, without a doubt, that um, in uh, in terms of the uh, Kavanaugh uh, nomination uh, for Supreme Court and confirmation hearings, uh, as you know, the Republicans have the seats. I mean, they have the votes in the Senate to do this. All you need to do is get one Republican. <laughs> it's like that juror. Get one Republican to put country over party. And we can deny this seat until after the midterms. And as I've said, after the midterms, it could be the Senate is every bit as much as, uh, of a Republican uh, uh 
dominated body as it is now. Could even be worse. But a president who is under the cloud that this president is, I mean, accused in court of of a criminal offenses, with so many of his very close people in his inner circle under indictment or pleading guilty, found guilty, a lot of people already going to jail. How should that president be allowed to now have a speedy uh, confirmation process for his nominee? When, as you know, the Republican Party refused Barack Obama for, what was it, nine, ten months? Because they called him lame duck. Well, Donald Trump is worse than a lame duck. He's a potential convict, okay? We have a caller. Caller, hello. Hey, good morning of a short Lynn. Hi. Um, before I uh, get to what I, I initially wanted to discuss, uh, I just have to ask, do you think it's possible that Betsy DeVos is just plain dumb? I mean, I've accused many political figures of being willfully ignorant, mentally lazy, blinded by, you know, ideology. DeVos just seems dumb. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I'm not saying, men, you know, actually cognitively impaired. But she's just a person I think I, I, I would just think of as stupid if I hadn't interacted with her on yeah. a regular basis at all. Yeah. Well, could well be. Uh, but she's, uh, yeah, she could well be stupid, but uh, the fact is she's in power and she's using it. She's something. Yeah, but haven't we all, well, maybe you haven't had the experience, haven't we all sometimes had to deal with people in our lives who were in a superior position, in a, like a company hierarchy, and they seem to have no clue as to what they were doing, what the organization they, you know, act, how it actually operated, yeah. What they were, yes. You know, what yes. Of course. Un unfortunately, yes. We've probably all been yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, to get to what I wanted to call about, yeah. Uh, the other day, in uh, in in a Barnes Noble, um, closest one to my current residence, uh, so I'm just sort of uh, hanging out a bit with my usual, you know, like half dozen uh, magazines. Um, I got to have a bit of a twofer because at one table, you know, there was uh, probably, you know, like a, a good half dozen uh, white people uh, all in their, like, you know, mid-60s to maybe, you know, early to mid-70s uh, talking about how, you know, the, you know, uh, liberal mainstream media and, you know, this, this covert, you know, network of of Democratic criminals, you know, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and George Soros were all working to take down Donald Trump because he was, you know, there to to rid Washington of, of corruption. Um, <laughs> so I got to, I got to overhear all that, and then uh, I, uh, two millennials, uh, I think they were brother and sister, from the from the 
the bits of their conversation I ever heard were at another table uh, about how they were were still glad that um, Hillary Clinton was defeated because first uh, she was a warmonger who might have had us in a, like a nuclear conflict with Russia already, and um, you know they that she blatantly cheated Bernie Sanders out of the the Democratic nomination and. He would have gone on to win. See, know, that's I mean, that's the Russian bot work uh, that yeah. bore such fruit. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, well, I mean, like, I'm just hearing two like slices of unreality on either yeah. side of me. And you know what concerned me more were the the younger people who, you know, just fell for to, to you know since Joe Biden's been brought up. To use for what he would call, you know, malarkey. Um, look, I think that Hillary Clinton certainly she held more sway and more influence with the DNC. Um, she was a lifelong Democrat. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, right. State, state primaries and elect and, and, yeah. and caucuses. Look, and Bernie Sanders lost by four million votes. Yeah. So well, I mean, sorry. Uh, th- yeah, right. Uh, you know. But what the Democrats obviously underestimated was how uh, many Americans, including sure. Democrats, found Hillary Clinton uh, loathsome. And I, I, that's my word today. I don't know why. But they really, I mean, just viscerally could not stomach her. And that's where the the Russians are so smart about. They pick up on well, this visceral stuff, I, and that's I, where they I go to work. Yeah, I also really think that, that uh, misogyny and chauvinism did come into play. Oh, yeah, of course. There were remarks that pundits and, and Trump himself made, uh, like when you referred to her as a nasty woman. Can you imagine, you know, if he was debating, you know, if, if Mitt Romney had referred to or you know, he never would. He, he's not that, I don't think, you know. No, he's a, Romney no. Or decent human beings. But if you would have had a Trump... You know, referring you know on stage to Barack Obama as like you know an uppity black. I think that would have been the end of it. I mean, that. I don't know. They got away with with. But, with oh, it wouldn't have dissuaded. But I I quality. have to tell you though. Well, you know, I don't even want to. I don't want to think about the Clintons at all anymore. I I, I just. No, I, mean, I can't I even I bear think thinking about them. I'm yeah. done with them. I'm we, so done with them. I, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not suggesting they should be resolved, you know. No, and I, but I don't even, yeah, just, ugh, let them go. The only w- people that are keeping them alive politically are the Republicans. Oh, Republicans. That's right. Yeah. So I, I don't even, uh-uh. Democrats have had it, I think, even because we want to win. We got to get our act back together. And uh, I heard yesterday something that just chilled my blood, and that is that Chelsea Clinton is thinking of running for some kind of office. And, uh, you know, good luck, Chelsea. I'm real sorry, but um, you ain't going to go national. Ain't going national, babe. The country's had enough. Do you know what I mean? It's unfair to her, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them. Well, they just want to. They just want the uh, 
They, I think it's just time. It's to, the family business. It's the family yeah. business. It's all Chelsea yeah, it's knows. I understand yeah. that. I mean, there's not, but yeah, I mean, they, they, she, she could. We had to leave the Kennedys go about 20 years back. I mean, yeah. you know. No. Um, you know. It, it, can't, it can't be an institution. And the Republicans did the same with the Bushes. That's I mean, right. You've got to have, uh, you know. It can't be the family business. They can't own a party. The party owes them nothing anymore. Um, and enough. And it's very unfair that Hillary did not win because this was, in some respects, a rigged election in a million different ways, from the Russians to the just our entire system. To But she, she also was not a great candidate, that she didn't ever go to Wisconsin unbelievable unbelievable she never went there they could be looking at the polls i i i just it was a badly run campaign all 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 the way through and i'm I'm just done she lost i'm sorry and look at the disaster and uh just look at this disaster and i'm you know the people who are kind of claiming that for example joe biden look Great guy. I love the guy. I do too. But Who wouldn't? Face, he ran for office several times, you know, president before. Yeah. He never got any traction. No. Um, yeah, but Bernie I think Sanders. he's he's he is better. Bernie he's Sanders. well known and better liked. Oh sure, but I mean Bernie, but he's too old. Come on. I mean, yeah. No, I agree. He's too old. Face. Bernie Sanders. Not only is he old and comes off as even older than Biden. Yeah. Oh God. He would get, he'd get annihilated. I think you know, so too. Footage of him. And look, I loved a lot of what he said. Yep, me too. I voted for a couple of his electors when they when they were you know um, for a couple of his delegates. Even though I voted for Hillary in the primary, we had the the, the luxury here of voting for uh, candidates or uh, for um, delegates separately to the convention. Bernie Sanders, there's tape of him with the Sandinistas, where he's you know speaking out in favor you know stopping American invention. Well, there's chance of death to America going on behind him. I mean, Sanders would have been annihilated. I agree. In, in a, in a no, I absolutely election. agree. There, I, was no, I, there was no campaign run right. against Sanders. Now, the ideas, some of the ideas he espouses are clearly sure. gaining ground, in, especially with younger voters who don't have this sense of, uh, you know, they, they aren't scared by the word socialism. Um, but... Yeah, he is so not the messenger, so not the messenger, and 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 that's it. He had again, he had his thrill, and it was a thrill for him. Even he couldn't believe it. I still remember the day he announced he was running. There were like six reporters standing around him. That was it. Nobody. Oh, here, Bernie Sanders, and then he took off. He took off because, in many ways, the Democratic Party. Had lost, right. had lost its way, and uh, Hillary Clinton was an uninspiring candidate for a lot of people. It was what she had going for her was her competence, which is not sexy. <laughs> her competence and the fact that she was a woman. Uh, women were just so excited about after breaking a racial barrier to take down this uh, gender barrier as well and uh well, I don't th- women weren't. Yeah, well we were not we were not seeing uh things straight. It was a disaster. Anyway, got to run. I thank you. Thank sure. you. Bye.
Henry writes on the heels of this business about Betsy DeVos and money for guns. Coincidentally, last night the Upper St. Clair School District decided to have one armed security guard per school, which means six armed security guards total. The debate at the school board meeting was passionate on both sides. I guess the armed side won. Armed security guards in schools, like it or not, Henry says, it's going to be the new norm. I don't know. Oh. So you're going to be hearing a lot about tariffs in uh, in the next few days because uh, there are hearings, congressional hearings, uh, about uh, tariffs, uh, and the administration is is now weighing an additional 25% tariff on Chinese uh, goods, uh, including. Well, let me just give you some inclusions. I mean, uh, there's already a 10% tariff on a lot of this stuff. They're talking about even more and uh, on more consumer goods. There, as you know, uh, it's hard not to... Uh, chances are something I'm wearing. Some Chances are China, yeah? China, part of this, China, this is China, part of this. Made in China. I am just saying, China might be, oh, Italy. But you get my drift. You start putting tariffs on specific parts of, you know, because we live in a global economy, a lot of stuff gets made from parts that are coming from different countries. If you start targeting uh, Chinese components in any way, here's the kind of stuff you're going to see. For anyone who wants to buy a bicycle, buy it right now, fast. Because... More than 90% of all bicycles that are sold in this country are sourced from China. And at least 40% of imported bike components come also from China. When it comes to bikes, it's pretty hard not to have China in your bike. So bike prices going to go up with uh, Trump's tariffs. Anybody into wearing your little Fitbits? Get one right now if you want one because Fitbits are going up. There's testimony by uh, the Fist, uh, Fitbit uh, CEO and uh, says that th this is going to just kill them. Companies like Fitbit say they would, it w they'll definitely have to raise prices. Uh, and they probably will also have to cut back on jobs and research and development. Um, child care products, <laughs> almost everything. 
childcare products going to be going way up. This will really help a lot of American families. Uh, car seats, strollers, play pens, cribs, changing tables, uh, breast pumps, all of this stuff uh, either rely on materials from China or are in fact produced wholly in China. Um, a lot of companies associated with, in fact, the Juvenile Products Manufacturers Association has, has said that this is going to just kill us. It's going to drive up prices for sure. That's the first thing, obviously, that happens. You're going to pay. And their real concern is, is saying, if you're driving up the price of safety devices, like car seats, then you're going to see lower income families doing without. They simply won't be able to afford them or they'll be losing, using old and maybe not very uh, good hand-me-down ones. If you like uh, your, your, uh, your down vests or down winter jackets, those babies are going way up because it turns out the feathers, <laughs> those be Chinese bird feathers and almost all of that stuff, all of that stuff. Uh, American companies imported just last year over 16 million kilos of feathers and down from China. That's where it all comes from. And this is nothing. Oh, just some others. All furniture. Forget about it. Uh, furniture manufacturers, uh, leather, wood, metal, um, all of it. They say it's just going to go way up. Also, uh, vacuums, blenders, refrigerators, all kinds of appliances. A 25% tariff on uh, the components of uh, many of those kinds of appliances, all of that will be passed on to you. You think the, I mean, and the, the people who are selling this stuff, they don't like it because they know they're going to sell less of it uh, if the price goes up. And you're going to have less money if the price goes up, too, because ultimately we will pay. Uh, Dorothea writes, you talked about how Fox, when all this came down, about Manafort and Cohen, uh, that Fox exploited the story about the Iowa student's death. I have to admit, when there is breaking news, and these days, when is, when is news not breaking, I can't resist turning on Fox and watching their art form of deflection. Uh, well, I did it for the pretty much the first time on Tuesday, because I just thought, they've got to be covering this. What the hell? And it, it is, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing to see that if somebody gets their news from Fox, how they don't know what's really going on in the world or, w or what's important. 
about what's going on in the world and with their government. Uh, anyway, Dorothea says, I just can't resist it. And she says, supposing this is going to get worse, <laughs> you needn't suppose. that That is an absolute certainty. This is going to get uglier. It's going to get worse. It's going to get more and more unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented. Dorothea says, assuming that, do you think Fox will have to make a decision at some point whether or not they will continue to enable this president or abandon him? Wow. Well, they'll have a focus group and figure out, listen, anything Fox does will be looking for, you know, their money. They'll, they will probably at some point try to ascertain uh, whether or not they, um, the kind of hit they would take, because that's their audience. They've brainwashed these people, and then to all of a sudden try to unbrainwash them? I don't, how do they do it? How do they do it? Maybe just incrementally, little by little. But while their news might do it, and that's talking about before Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and those vile, despicable human beings come out, um, I can't see them turning. But maybe their news will start to skew a little. I don't know. You know, you start to see how many people there are in this world who absolutely must have no moral core at all. I mean, Donald Trump does not. Absolutely does not. That's quite clear. And I don't think somebody like Sean Hannity could. Or, you know, people who knowingly uh, spread falsehoods knowingly for their own for their own gain it's it's so disheartening to see how many there are the murdochs well the trumps so many of their Obviously, their cabinet members, this whole kleptocracy that we now are seeing, from Pruitt to Manafort to Wilbur Ross to, I mean, I, it's, and, and these are all, you know, extremely successful people by virtue of how we define success as being about dollar signs and positions, as opposed to, are they good people? Are they of good character? And my God, the number who are not. It, again, I, I just, I don't know how many times I can lose my innocence 
my belief in uh, my fellow human beings, and I think I have lost it. I mean, I, what I, I need to keep in my head that there are so many good people, and there are, and we all know them, good people. But a lot of good people are being led astray by these bad people. Bad people with a real skill of working on people's primitive brains, on their fears. I mean, I, to me it is pure evil. really is. I didn't even acknowledge that uh, uh, Donald Wuerl, uh North Catholic High School doesn't exist anymore, that Donald uh, it's just North Catholic. That name came off fast. And um, I'm really starting to think, and we'll have to talk about it some other day, that I just wonder if Zubik and Wurl are going to be able to hang in there. The Catholic Church is not coming to terms with this. You can't, it's sort of like, you know, I'm sorry, I don't, this is going to sound awful. It's like, when the police trot out low-level, you know, they get some guy who's selling drugs on the corner, you know, uh, look what we did, look at all this stuff we found, and this guy's going to jail and your streets are safer. When they know full well, somebody else will take that position, and that the guys they're not getting are the higher-up guys, the guys who control, who have real power, and have allowed what happens to happen. So while priests' heads have rolled, you don't see the people with the power having to take responsibility. And I think that's the next level that they've got to go to, I guess, if they're going to, I don't know, what do I know? I'm glad it ain't my problem. I think that's it. I was just uh, opining sort of to myself there. Thank you all. What a beautiful day. Enjoy it. And um, I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Fasten your seatbelts. Who the hell knows what's happening this afternoon, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.